This week, we're honored to be joined by Star Wars literary expert Meg Dowell. She is editor of DorkSideOfTheForce.com. She's the host of Now This Is Lit, a Star Wars podcast. And she's also the purveyor of Star Wars book reviews on Instagram. We're going to break down Zahn's final book in the Thrawn trilogy, The Last Command. After discussing our impressions of the book and the trilogy as a whole, we push into uncharted space to discuss what could translate from these books to the upcoming live-action shows involving Thrawn. If you need a refresher on the Thrawn trilogy or are looking for theories and speculation about the secrecy surrounding Thrawn's return to the canon, you're in the right place. Welcome, everyone, uh, to another edition of Cantina Chronicles. Um, Very special edition of Cantina Chronicles. Um, We're going to continue our series of discussions on Timothy Zahn's Legends Thrawn trilogy, uh, concluding with Last Command today. Uh, But since this is the finale of the trilogy, we thought we'd invite an expert to the uh, Mumbai store of Cantina this week. Uh, Meg Dowell, welcome to Cantina Chronicles. Okay. Hello, hello. I'm I'm so glad to be back. It's been so long. Yeah, it's it's been yeah. a full rotation, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, a few cycles. So, yeah. So um it's great to have you back. Um so if our listeners don't know, uh, Meg is Dorkside of the Forces site expert. Um she's a journalist and a photographer and a book reviewer and a Star Wars fan, most importantly, um to us. Um in addition to being a regular contributor to uh dork's side of the force um she is the purveyor of star wars book reviews on instagram where she reviews star wars books and posts beautiful pictures of her vast star wars book collection i'm really enjoying seeing the book dojo behind you today yeah um, it's glorious. nice to do this live <laughs> um it's great they're like threatening to um you know cave you in over there on your right but uh <laughs> it looks steady um uh, she is also uh, the host of Now This Is Lit podcast, one of my faves, uh, yep. an ongoing series of interviews, discussions, and deep dives into the rapidly expanding world of Star Wars storytelling. Um, please listen to that podcast and give that ever important five star review, um, as well as um, the Starbird Dawn podcast, which is one of my favorites. I noticed you haven't done one in a year. They're kind of periodical, but I love the spirit of that podcast where it yeah. sort of talks about the hope that is pulled out of star wars stories which is um you know makes me feel warm and fuzzy um yeah Uh, meg joined us almost exactly a year ago um we talked about adam christopher's shadow of the sith last time um but um we were still employed by um grex kondak and um you know core world news at that point so we we bring in for pivotal canon discussions yes yeah (laughs) i had this in mind now thrawn before ahsoka comes out like we need we need expertise on these issues and Mm -hmm. meg brings it so thank you for being here meg this is gonna be awesome yeah yeah 
yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> cool. How are you doing, Meg? Things okay? Things going well? Things are good. Um, I had just, now that I'm remembering when I was here last, I just started, now this is lit, and yes. there had probably been like one, a couple episodes one. up. Yes. Or just one, one was posted, yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just started and I didn't really know if, you know, I knew I knew I was going to keep doing it, but I didn't know like, where it would go. And now I get to interview Star Wars authors. And that's wild. I never thought that yeah, I would cool. ever get to do that. And um, I love doing it because I love kind of being able to talk to these storytellers about like what these stories mean to mm. them and why they're important. Yes. And um, it just it means so much to me that I get to do that. And I can't tell you um you know what's coming up but exciting <laughs> yeah. things so i'm oh, so happy to like you have, be here you have and, embargo access right like you know what's in the pipeline uh, a little bit i yeah i do i there's don't don't look too closely oh yeah it might may oh. or not be oh here, my but, gosh um they're they're well hidden yeah. off frame it's, yeah 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 it's, 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 um, constructed frame. But, um yeah there there's a lot of exciting stuff happening in the star wars book world overall and um i'm happy to be here and talk about books and talk about um probably one of the most formative and important um, trilogies of books that there has ever been. Yeah. So yeah, here we are. Here Can we, we are. get into overall impressions like right away? Just let's go dive in. Cause I mean, if you take the heir to the empire trilogy at face value, like this was the novelized, you know, sequel to the original trilogy endorsed by Lucasfilm as this sort of blockbuster follow-up just in a novelized form. And you kind of reconfigure your thinking about, the the galaxy and what's possible and sort of like you just go back to your thinking that you had when you first saw the original trilogy these books are super rewarding so i just i just want to get that like if you kind of reconfigure how you think about star wars and you kind of go back in time and you look at these books from a continuation of the original trilogy they're like so special like I, yeah. I, nothing there's nothing like them and zon is a true master it's oh, incredible stuff yeah i mean that that was the thing that i sort of missed on i think when i you know, I sort of, I have a smattering of, um, legends experience and books that I just sort of picked up. Um, as I explained sort of in various airports, I just sort of grabbed one and read it. Um, but I, I, I wasn't prepared that it was a Timothy's on like series and yeah. like how he, you know, how he gets to play with all the original trilogy characters. Right. And it's, it's, you know, <laughs> it's like, like in, yeah, in his Canon series, I feel like they're all super, like they're really naval tactics focused um but this really showed off like his narrative skill and, and all that to me what do you think meg what i mean when was the first time you read the thrawn trilogy like what do you feel about it so this will surprise probably most people and um that is that i read this trilogy for the first time probably a couple of years ago oh, right. um i just read it this so week so yeah, I, yeah. Oh, I didn't when I was young, forgot oh, it, and read it again yeah. recently. Yeah. So it's all fresh. It, it, it's so fun to revisit things you haven't read in a while. Yeah. Or like, you know, you've heard about these books. You probably, If you're in Star Wars fandom, you've probably heard of Heir to the Empire, even yeah. if you don't know yeah. what it is. And so being even being able to jump in, like even if you picked up one of these books tonight and started reading oh. it, like you are a part of it, which is you're so swimming. cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. So before... Um, the prequels ended and before like we had that gap between not not the big gap but the gap between the prequels and the sequels i was very into um the expanded universe but i didn't know a lot about it and i didn't know how many books there actually were um and so i was trying my best i remember to like get as much information about 
what happened after like Return of the Jedi as I could. Um, and I never got around to this trilogy for some reason because I remember like once I discovered there were books, that was like it for me. Like I was already a fan of Star Wars, but then it was like, oh, I can read Star yeah. Wars. And that was like, I'm I'm in it for life and I am still here. Yeah, um, yeah you're reading the charge but... actually. <laughs> yeah, sure. In a lot of ways. <laughs> no, but it, 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 I mean, Meg, it sounds like you and I had a, a similar journey with, with the mm -hmm. old EU. I mean, I, I, I tell the story, I told the story last week that I, I really read these books when they came out, like 1991, 1992, 1993. I was 11, 12, and 13. And I just happened to walk into my local library and find out, I'm like, there's books about Star Wars. And then I read mm -hmm. these three. And then by the time I had finished this, I loved it, the the Last Command. And then I had kind of like, I turned 13. I went to high school. I was kind of like, or getting into high school. And I was kind of like, ah, Star Wars. This is dorky, even though I go home and watch Star Wars all the time. I was, I was a sellout because it was the 90s. And I kind of left a little bit of that behind. And then when I got into college and grad school, similarly, I like I did all the uh, in college. I did all of the midnight showings for the for the prequels. And I was like, oh, that's right. There are those books. I've never read those books. And I, because I am a nerd, uh, got the entire old EU in universe chronological order and began reading them in chronological order, including the comics. Oh, I, you don't know this, but the rest do. I started that in 2003. I just completed that journey this two year, months ago. Yeah. Two oh. months ago, I finished. Oh. I, I read all of the EU in chronological order. <laughs> I remember none of it. I remember nothing oh. about it, but I just I read it all anyway. So so but I, I do. It was just this idea of because I, I stopped after the Lucasfilm purchase or after the Disney purchase mm -hmm. because I was just like, eh, it doesn't count anymore. And then I'm like, well, no, these are the books. extra counts. Yeah, the extra counts written. Oh, they that definitely map. count. They're and like, if anything, yeah. they're the well now. Yeah. yeah, they're so good. Anyway, so that was my quick journey with the with the old EU and, and Zon in particular. Um, ben, ben, when did you get started with these books? Oh, yeah. I mean, like three weeks ago really like i yeah. thought i had read air but i don't remember i didn't recognize anything so it must have been a different book because there was like thrawn was in it and so was akbar so it must have been the later later um thrawn trilogy or duology that 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 came out in like 2014 yeah. or 2015 i think um but yeah so i was it was just fresh so i was just like oh my goodness and i was really pushing back on it the whole way because like I am like a canon hardcore. Like I need to have very distinct. <laughs> Everything needs lines. to fit the box. Yes. Yeah. It, it needs to jive. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I know that like Leia is pregnant with twins and that's not what happened on canon. And like, like I thought that was good. <laughs> on the like, inverse side of that graph for sure. I'm like, I I'll accept anything as canon. Yeah. Which is and probably just, much more. I think more it's all a valuable idea. Yeah. It's, it's all, you know, it's all just wonderful ideations. Yeah. But the, I mean, the, the point is that that quickly went away. And yeah. I mean, there's actually very, very little deviation really from like they, you know, Lucasfilm and Disney's Lucasfilm has tread carefully around this trilogy um, and really hasn't done yeah. too much to to quash any of the major major theories. There hasn't been any like po post Disney endorsement aside of, you know, recent times with the Soka trailer and a clear line to heir to the empire and mentions in man Mandalorian. It's like before that, there's really, there really hasn't been that endorsement. And in the fandom, I feel like this trilogy is like oftentimes jested about, or like the clone cloning is just dreaded by fans. Like people just don't want to see clones. And like, they think the Sabaoth, like the Jorah, Jorah Sabaoth, like outbursts are kind of, 
uh, I don't know, just comedic in nature. And I'm like, I would argue the opposite. I would say this book is actually, if you really read this book and you really get into the the character design and like the, the quarrels between characters, I think it's actually pretty mature and grounded and gritty. And like, I, I think it's a wonderful continuation yeah. of the original trilogy. And I think it's like brilliant because you have, you don't have all this Sith kind of um, uh, dilution of Star Wars. It's like that original trilogy, like the Jedi are kind of the main main mystical faction. And it's like, and so the the villain is like a Jedi essentially, and I think that's so interesting. I was like, oh, it's just a twisted Jedi. Like that's that's so fun. And so I, I don't know. There's there's something cool about that to me. And so I just I feel like the fandom kind of kept me away from the books for a while just because of how they're talked about. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, it, I just would just urge people to just jump back into them because they're I think they've been wrongly labeled and like wrongly maligned. So just throw that out there. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, I can't, I couldn't help but like envision this on the big screen and how things would play out. Oh. And it, it's tough to do because obviously in a novel, there's so much more you couldn't, you know, shot for shot these books in less than like six hours each or something. But, yeah. um, but there's so many very, very cinematic moments. And even, you know, in this book, you know, with the advent of, of Luke, like which I knew about, like I knew it was going to happen because it's, just, it's, it's always alive. The, it's, it's the it's perfect it's, though. It's 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 perfect. my it's my yeah. joke answer yeah. to everything. It, it was like Actually, I still I, felt it. Like I still yeah. felt the like like oh my gosh, you know, like how how heavy that moment was, even knowing it was coming. Yeah, and I do love Mara Jade. I think I kind of disagree with Lucas. I love how hard Mara Jade hits in this book, and like she takes out Luke, she mm. takes out Jerus, like she yeah. like the all-time victor at the end in terms of conquering her fears like it's it's kind of that story is is hers which is yeah. great and the only thing is i wish i almost like i i i do wish leia was more does did more jedi stuff that that's that's it but it's just that's that's like I, a inner minor I, it's true than that. i mean i don't have to say it's not being whatever but she does more in this book than they give her to do in the the sequel trilogy yeah yeah right like yeah this is not me i like the sequel trilogy yeah. quite a bit but i'm saying like i that's when i was reading this i'm like oh that's right like we get Leia yeah. Jedi stuff, at least like yeah, tinkering with the force, feeling, communicating, trying to figure yeah. it out, how to use it. Um, Thrawn is Meg. A is do you what's yeah, Meg? What's your take on Mara Jade in terms of like how do you feel about about Mara Jade? I so um, I like her. I really do, and I always have, and um. I like her story, especially yeah. in this trilogy. And I like where her yeah. story goes after this. And I like, um, he, he, Zon does such a good job with establishing our character and then like moving her through all of these things and getting her to this end point, um, yeah. that you may not yeah. expect. And then there's so in the, and I, what I love, you know, being it being so far away from it now is there's so much yeah. more like it doesn't end with a trilogy <laughs> yeah. and we have to like wait for more. What happens? Um, it's all there. Like, the great thing or one of many great things about like legends, for example, is like if you read one of these books and you're like, Oh, I love Mara Jade. There's, there's so much more so than you can more. explore. Yeah. Like oh, it, it almost never, I mean, it does end. It, eventually. it does end. Um, but no, I love her character. <laughs> yeah, it does. Unfortunately. But, um, you know, that, that yeah. the great thing about legends, one of many great things is that like mm. you can start it and you can finish it. And it feels like I haven't done that, but, it's an accomplishment and you can do that and you yeah, can say, I, I did that. Well, I can it just, so I, I have a sickness, which is called a complete ism. Like I cannot, I cannot finish something I've started, yeah. uh, <laughs> in terms of pop culture, which has cursed me, uh, watched all 15 seasons of supernatural. Um, so like, <laughs> for example, so you've done specters of the past and visions of the future. Oh yeah. 
follow yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I realize there are like, duology. Um, yes. The, and the, the, so that's what, like Ben, I mentioned that there was the Thrawn duology, and you're like, well, it's like, oh, he lives <laughs> at the end of this. To that He's like, Ben's like, he lives at the end of this. I'm like, well, I can't yeah, want to spoil like, it. Alan Card and Mara Jade go on to have these storied, like, like epic journeys and like, yeah, you know, arcs. I'm like, I just like this trilogy. I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna jump into like the whole thing, but like a talent card's a super interesting character. Like yeah, yeah. RJ's oh. interesting. I would read those books, I think. I think yeah. I would follow suit with those characters, but um like I yeah, I don't know if I could read the whole legend. There's a lot. I mean, the use on Vong War is gonna take you at least like two years to to, to get through that thing. <laughs> a lot. Um yeah. but there's... that's actually some of the stuff I have read was the use. I I, I read <laughs> oh, the first two yeah. or three books of the that might explain Vong, a little like, bit. Vector um, Prime and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, why you killed yeah. Chewie immediately? Um, yeah, yeah, I got that. That's great. Yeah. That was but actually was... probably when I was like, and this book goes down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he was accidentally list, left off a list of people you could, you, you could actually kill. kill. Yeah. Um, It'll pop up an interrogation scene just moments later. Oh, uh, if only. Uh, so I was gonna say that I make that point of just like having the entirety of the story ahead of you really hit me on this uh, reread because I read it originally um, way back when, and then I read it read them again during my reread, like during my chronological read, and then I this is my last time revisiting it after it, and I just. I will tell you all, I straight up cried during the the Jana and Jason scene, like actually like yeah, shed tears. Birth. Yeah, yeah. The birth too. scene, because I was just like, <laughs> they're just yeah. babies and their story and like where it goes. Like I literally yeah. almost gonna cry now, like just yeah. thinking about their entire life now. Like just seeing them born again. I'm like, oh like just like them. Oh, and the the force thing inside. I don't know. Han is a little su suspect in that scene, but it's <laughs> it's a little aggressive with the birthing process. But it's 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 all right. Other than that, I love it. Han is Han is always a bit much, I must say. Yeah, <laughs> but he's, he's a great, fantastic. In he's a great series, counter though. to foil the Thrawn, though. That's all I'll say. Like, yeah, he's a, he's always clever. He's got like a clever way to sort of solve everything and. Zahn yeah. leans on him for that. And uh, he's he sees the blind spots. Like, I think you mentioned it off air to me, Grant, but like it's sort of like Han versus Thrawn and, in a secret way. Like, yeah, they, but it's like both... Thrawn's just, uh, Han's just lucky, you know? He's, yeah. just, he's just like, maybe we'll do this because it's weird and, you know, yeah. you know, and it'll work. But yeah. But that's, but doesn't that show the difference, right? Because Thrawn is like so yeah, logical just, yeah, and right. so, so whatever. Good. And Han just like, yeah. I'm just going with the feel. Whatever yeah, it feels right, it. I'm just doing yeah. it. I'm just, you know, his vibes, just, just yeah. imp improvising and just like screwing around. And, and Thrawn can't predict Han's that. Han's fully gauges just the vibes of a situation. He's not, he's not about tactics. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, oh God, I love the, I love Thrawn as a villain. I think Thrawn is, I see the pitch too. It's like, here is the master strategist for the emperor that you know wasn't involved in the major skirmishes of the original trilogy, and therefore he must be better than the Emperor at sieging space combat warfare, and he, he, might, he might be able to win. And therefore the stakes are ratcheted up. I worry that bringing Thrawn back into the canon story sandwiched between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, you don't have those same stakes of like, hey, maybe, maybe this new Grand Admiral can win a space war, a space battle against it's it's like I, he's not he's I mean, not going to like sorry are are we talking about the inherent issue with prequels yeah. because because now that we have the sequel trilogy right anything before it is that's why i say if you really reconfigure your mindset yeah. about the the canon and you kind of really go back to just thinking the original trilogy is the only thing out there and that's it and you're basing everything off that it's like these are great books like these books are incredible yeah. like, they're like incredible reason like i see why they endorsed them 
It's like, yeah. Like, this is one of the things I wanted to ask Meg. Um, so like, I mean, I, I know you're tapped into everything that's sort of going on in Star Wars fandom and in, in, in all that, you know, and a lot of folks believe that Filoni's upcoming projects, pretty much like all of them, Bad Batch, Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and then eventually the feature film will essentially recreate this trilogy. Um, I, what are your thoughts about that? Do you think that's going to happen? Do you think are you hoping for something fresh? Do you, you know... Can you neither confirm nor deny? Oh, right. Do you know and you can't tell us? <laughs> I... I, I don't know things like that. I'm not that yeah, yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> I do have a war, I, lore watch so, checklist so, for Meg too. Get into that. But. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. I love that. Um, I think something that Star Wars canon has done really well, especially actually in like the animated shows, is drawing inspiration from legends or things that have come before or in very small ways i'll say honoring yes yeah legends um there have been in you know in books in different things even too is they'll name a character and it's the name of someone from mm -hmm. some random legends book or a legend yeah. something yes. um and it's not necessarily bringing that thing back in but it's like almost like hey we haven't forgotten about you here we'll name this after you um i don't think i don't think and i don't want this trilogy this book trilogy this this really really amazing trilogy to be um like really closely like brought mm. back into canon um i think like when they brought thrawn into canon both in zon's first canon thrawn trilogy because of course there's more than one oh, right <laughs> in that one and in rebels like they brought thrawn back in such a brilliant way and it was done so well mm -hmm. and it was done so that um you know, his everything that we love about his character, every, everything that we remember about his character is still there. It's a different story. It's a different time period. There's different surrounding characters. It's different stakes, things like that. But like the core of who Thrawn is and what he stands for and how he wins or doesn't win is the same. And so it's the same idea of, you know, we're taking something that was and we're not getting rid of it because mm -hmm. that's not what legend is. It's still very much important and very much what we're getting now in mm. the books and the shows and if there's ever going to be a movie again that too i mm. guess um and um so i think they can do that and i think they should do that is if they're going to pull things from this trilogy whether it be ideas or characters or things like that like i think they can do that and i think they can do it very well um but it, it's hard because you have like you said, you have the sequel trilogy. And so there's only so much, I suppose, that you can do. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, I am so much, I don't like books being adapted into other mm. things. And that goes, like, beyond my Star Wars fandom. Like, if I like a book and it becomes a movie, I'm thinking about the Hunger Games right now because I was a huge yes. fan of those when they sure. came out. Um, it's like, there are certain there are reasons why a book is a book. Um, there are certain things that are magical about a book or a book trilogy that just can't translate onto the screen. Like you can do there are exceptions to this, but you can do a lot of things. <laughs> um, but it's not the same. Um, I can think of several scenes so in this I, book that probably wouldn't translate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah so. um, but that's like I, I love that um, they might bring some ideas back or like, you know, so a moment might make you think of, mm. oh, I remember 
a moment in this book that is kind of like this. I, I think they could do that and they might do that and they might do a really good job of that. But like, I really, I don't know where they're going. If we're thinking about like the Ahsoka series specifically, I haven't seen it. I don't know where they're going yeah. with it. It could like we, the, a lot of what happens with these shows is we're shown in the trailers, like the stuff from the first mm-hmm. one, yeah. two, maybe yeah. three episodes. And then we have no idea where it's going after that. Um, I'm thinking of Andor. Like yep. we kind of knew what it was about. We knew who the main characters were. We knew what the time period was. But you get to like episode four and five, and like you have no idea. Um, you may know where it ends up because you have sort of like a sequel. You have Rogue One. You know what happens, but you don't know. And I think that's like what they have to do now with things like Ahsoka, with the Mandalorian. Is you know what the end point is. You know that at some point the First Order is going to show up, and all these things, these things are going to happen. But you don't know how you get from now to then. And I think they could do some really cool stuff with that. But I, I really don't know where Thrawn fits into this, especially because, um, you know, where he ends up at the end of Rebels compared to where he's going to be now. Um, we may learn a lot about that or not. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, we could we could learn I feel like they could do something where you think you're going to have a lot of your questions answered and they don't. Yeah. They're like, here's some sure. stuff, but they could do, be really mean. And they're like, you have to watch this next show to find out, which <laughs> that you, sounds can, you right. can think whatever you want about. That's great. I, I part of me would be shocked. And by the way, I am the king of making wild swings and being always wrong sure. and ben is the mandalorian verse whisperer <laughs> yeah man. like Gawker you should see if you can go back to it's amazing fought and retook the planet That's what if they it, just did this like, like uh, if if, okay, if you yeah, go back right. to our book of boba fett coverage i think ben was right every <laughs> single time and i'm like no they're gonna do this it's gonna yeah. do this and ben's like no they're gonna do this and anyway <laughs> so take this a grain of salt but i i have a feeling i have a feeling there's gonna be no answer to the purgle question mm-hmm. with thrawn yeah i have a feeling he's just back and he's back. Yeah. And that's all we know. And and maybe they'll deal with it at some mm-hmm. point. But I feel like because I but at the same time, I mean, they introduced the Purgles in live yeah. action. We've seen them. Yeah. So maybe yeah. I don't know if I'd be shocked. Yeah. Right. I mean, we, we also know Ezra Bridger is yeah, gonna be a major Bridger. character in the show. And, I you know, well, it's safe to say that it's not going to be heir to the Empire. And, in, in, you know, in as many ways as we think it might be. I think Ezra Bridger, there's no Jeruus Sabah, Sabah type character. I think we have these two new dark Jedi characters in the trailer that we won't talk yeah. about too much, but they look like they're going to be major characters in the story. And they're probably day. dark Jedi, right? Like oh, right. what yeah, people there's... are guessing. <laughs> Clones, dark Jedi, you know, fringers, Both things. Yeah. Space, so it may not be Jarrus buff, but it could be. And, or, and Meg, maybe you can help us with this. You, I, I know it's, it's a deep mm-hmm. cut, but Adam swears he read. No, I don't. I take, take he back. takes it back, but I also yeah. think I saw it too, that okay. there was, Luke had a line where he's like, oh, this could be like that other dark Jedi I saw a while ago, like random throwaway line in the first novel in um, the Thrawn, like first in the air to the Empire. Empire, Right. And he's like, oh, it could be like a that dark Jedi, like the one I saw before. But we did like a word search through the text and couldn't find it. Like literally online. Is that that ringing any bells? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is that ringing any bells for you, Meg? Uh, Well, 
No, okay. I don't remember yeah. that. It shouldn't because it didn't yeah, happen. All right. but, but both of us <laughs> had the same premonition. So <laughs> I went through. I think I think I just so I also the difference with this one is I, I listened to these uh, on audio, uh, mm-hmm. which, by the way, awesome listening to yeah. it with the, just I love the production level for the audiobooks mm-hmm. on, on Star Wars and hearing Mark Thompson do yes. all of the voices. Yeah. It's so good. Hit, yeah. Mark Thompson's is amazing. Han is incredible. Han yeah. is so good. His Londo, Han Lando's so weird, good. but I still liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. Lando's, Lando's interesting. Uh, that's a choice. Uh, but uh, no, it's it sounds great. And and I think listening to it while uh, driving or doing the dishes or doing something else, because that's my life now, is to be able to sit and read is not a reality other than like the half an hour at bedtime. Um, so to get like to do my like spreadsheet of like, I need to listen to 48 minutes every day to get through this by the end of the week. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 1.5. I'm not an amateur. It's two. It's Adam was just doing like two x. Come on, levels. Two yeah. x. Um, but uh, it actually sounds like I think I just you just download. <laughs> yeah, just like my eyes are just like darting back and forth. I'm just intaking data. Uh, no, but I feel like it's um, I feel like I must have just conflated when they were talking about the Dark Jedi in the their version of the Clone okay, Wars, or or yeah, I'm pretty sure that's after doing the yeah. word search. I bought I bought the I bought the book for three dollars on Kindle to do the word search. So I now own it in audiobook format, Kindle format, uh, and soft cover format in the uh, essential legend. That's right. I know. Bob Iger is just yeah. like making it rain in his office somewhere. Um, yeah, <laughs> just waiting for all the actors yeah. to well, it, lose their wild. houses. Anyway, yeah, whatever. It's wild too to be a completionist uh. now because it's less like. And actually, this was a quote from I think it was. Um, uh, Raquel, was it Amy Raquel? Is that her name? That you, yeah. Um, she said like she had a great quote from your podcast, uh, Meg. That was like, s- like being a researcher. I feel like I know everything about Star Wars, and then I feel I don't know anything about Star Wars, and that can change within mm. thirty <laughs> seconds. And I, I like that resonated mm. with me so well because like I'm a completionist yeah. and I'm trying to organize all the stuff for my own enjoyment like no mm-hmm. other reason and also right. this podcast so we can talk about it but it's like to like rationale like we first learned about like Waylon and tantus amount tantus in bad batch and then so it's like okay like what were all the things we heard about mount tantus there and i'm like imagining like what was animated versus with what's there and it's just like there's all these disparate things but there's now there's so you know, like you said, Meg, there's like, you know, they pull these little nuggets and it's just like, I love this character, mm-hmm. so I'm going to write them into my book. And now yeah. they're, they're now they exist, you know, and then but there's also like now Filoni's responsible for all these things. And he's just like, boom, 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 like yeah. all this like heir to the empire yeah. um, stuff yeah. across all of his various media he touches. I was thinking in lieu of a summary, we should just dive into sort of like lore that's in this book that could translate to Ahsoka. And we kind of just go through them and like. Each checkbox, you know, like I, just did. I like that. That's a great favorite. idea. That's I, a certainty because we have that in Bad Batch. So, like, we yeah. are one hundred and ten percent getting Wayland. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's not happening now. That's definitely not happening now. Uh, but I know I love. No, I love that great. Yeah. I love this idea because I I agree, Meg. Just kind of like echo what you said earlier is like, I I was so certain we we're going to get an heir to the Empire remake, and the more I've thought about it, as I'm with you, like I don't, I don't want that. So I'm going to say we're not going to get that. Like I love the idea of borrowing elements or, or referring to it, but like similarly, the the more I've been reading and watching, like, have I feel you like watched I've the Mandalorian? Take. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, see yeah. where one of the threads uh, is going. 
Okay, uh-huh. all right. Well, well, let's talk. Let's talk a hundred percent. Let's talk about. It. We will get. We will get elements okay, that are borrowed right, from right. it, which is, which I think it's there. Okay. But I just, I, I agree. Like the more I'm so done. So I on a non Star Wars kind of related to similar to the Hunger Games is I love the Expanse, the 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 show, the Expanse, mm. and so I just started reading the books, mm. and so I just finished the third book, but my brain can't stop going whenever I'm reading, it going, wait. Who played this person in the show? Did this scene happen in the show? Right, Did this happen? Right. And I'm like, it's I'm like, brain, stop it. Just enjoy this separate thing. But my brain can't. So I'm like, I'd rather have like two separate things. So I'm hoping they're gonna do their own thing and maybe borrow elements. Uh that's all. So Grant, what do you yeah, what do you uh, okay? <laughs> yeah, cloning Mount teams, Tantis, we cloning a that. Jedi. I'm saying yes. Yep. I don't know what you guys are saying about Ahsoka series and further Mandoverse, the film and things like that that are upcoming. I'm, I'm just saying. I have to think Mount Tantus from these books is going to be explored in yeah. the the actual canon. Um, it's a it's a good setting. Yeah. I mean, if you want a setting for for an actual um, piece or for the like climax, Thrawn really doing like the really. hit and fade kind of cloak and dagger attacks with like timed turbo lasers, like cloaked cruisers with timed turbo laser stuff like around the galaxy. Is that is that a possible beat in canon? Do we think they might use that? Like just how he does those hit and fade attacks, like. The yeah. like shooting through the uh, the yeah, uh, energy like the, field. Yeah, and that sort of stuff. Do we think that's going to be a pivotal thing that they kind of grab onto and they're like, let's bring that in. That's great. You know, those sort of tactics, mm. I would that, say. Th- Maybe not the asteroids yeah. in Coruscant. Oh, not exactly that's the one I didn't that. think translate. I was like, that would not translate to a movie because no one would watch that. But it's... <laughs> I don't know. Would you watch that? I don't know. Maybe I would. I it, guess. It, I think it has to be something new. You know, it, it, yeah, yeah, it has yeah, to be something fresh. super clever, but something fresh. But yes, I mean, yeah, I think we're going to get the master tech, you know, uh, the, the master uh, technician. Yeah. Uh, I didn't Thrawn. get yeah. much master technician. And this might be a, a hot take, but out, out of um, Rebels, like he, he did a lot of like important things, but I didn't, you know, I didn't feel the like Zahn, like, you know, the pincer maneuvers and the, the like. It was no you know, Dark Force Rising. Or... Yeah, or, or I mean, it's certainly not a yeah. Chiss Ascendancy or something like that. Or a Chaos Rising or whatever. One of those yeah. trilogy books is like out of control naval, naval warfare. But um, yeah, that's what I, I, I felt it in this book. It was there. It just it's just you get more with Talon Card and the Smugglers Alliance and Akbar. You get more with other tacticians yeah. in this book. So it's just split. I think just in a 22 minute show, there isn't enough time to show it. Like all they showed was like his main maneuver, which is like your trap now with the two. Um, what are those ships called? They're like vindic- not vindicators, but they're um, interdictors, inter- interdictors, yeah. interdictors class. Yeah. The okay. ones that have the gravity well, so you can't jump to hyperspace past right. them. Yeah, and that was his thing. Out, like yeah. that was his like signature move. Once those were in place, you were you were stuck. Um, yeah. He kind of had yeah, it. But I hope so. This yeah. one, though. He was kind of like, this will be, you know. It'll, this will be easy this time around. Or I felt yeah. like that was sort of the mentality. No, I mean, it was all. The, I mean, his big rebels thing, which I really loved what they did with his rebels thing, is that like he wanted the tie defenders. No, the tie yeah, inter- yeah, inter- the tie defenders. Tie okay. defenders. Yeah. yeah, the the three wing ties versus mm-hmm. you know that's more of a. I love that towards the end of that series. Yeah, yeah. That versus the Death Star was such a great way to set, right. set those well, that, two yeah, characters up. Yeah, that was the book in each the each novelization. Okay, can we throw the... No, but, but, also in, but also in Rebels. It, oh, it mentioned, yeah. mentioned a little. He mentioned, yeah. but towards the end, he referred to he referred to Project Stardust, and he referred to Tarkin, yeah. and he was talking about, like, you need to give me all the money, right. basically, all yeah, the credits, yeah. basically. Yeah, and he was, yeah. he was trying to prove it out. What about you, Meg? Is yeah. there, there any lore you think that's going to translate over into some sort of live-action affair? 
Mm. It's a really big question. I Go for it. Yes. Please. Do you think Thrawn is going to survive the Ahsoka series? I mean that that brings us to the another checkbox in the lore watch, which is the note question. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Nogri, Rook we know exists so. in the animated shows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We you know we just completed this book. It's this is how he dies. Is Rook stabs him in the chest, and it's just a beautiful scene too. It's like death is it actually is. wonderful. It's, it's like wonderfully tragic and fitting. And I was yeah. like, this is Thrawn per- appreciates the like aesthetic <laughs> value of his own mother. Yeah, he's like, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pulling up his shirt looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, his was, Thrawn like, survive. He's pretty like pleasant for dying right now. This is a, this is wild. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say I'm going to say, yes, he's going to yeah. survive based on the fact that we've had about a thousand episodes talking about how he would be a fun villain in the, the sequel sequel trilogy or sequel sequel affair. Uh, so and I just, yeah, yeah I think don't, just that doesn't exist, though, really. So, well, oh, no. uh, I mean, you, know. The, you know, the new Jedi order is going to happen. I don't right? think Lucasfilm will be thrilled about like, yeah. You know, patrolling around one villain into a bunch of different yeah things. you're right but i still feel like they don't like to waste a good resource so i think it like this series i think and i don't know if he survives in the next duology i assume he does since he has a du- two what? books no 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 so so ben spoiler alert he doesn't survive this series thrawn is dead oh he's dead dead, dead. oh he's dead dead, dead, dead. Yeah. he's not even in the thrawn duology that's, that's general Tears. <laughs> that's another chest or something. That's another oh, chest okay. that's a lookalike. <laughs> well, see, that makes me feel yeah. so, so much better. Then yes. <laughs> Sorry to spoil. Also, spoiler alert. Well, that's why I assumed you were asking it. Next episode. Yeah. No, he's he's. Uh, that makes dead. me so happy like, that think... they actually killed him. So yes, I'm rooting for him to die. <laughs> I see. I I'm of the opinion that he's going to survive because I think Timothy Zahn's biggest regret when you read all of these books is that he killed Thrawn. <laughs> yeah, <off>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I write Thrawn for the rest of my like, life. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, I love writing him. How do I keep writing him? And luckily, like, and then the and then the new the new expand universe came along. He's like, oh, thank God, I can write six books yeah. with this guy. <laughs> it's awesome, and he's still here. And so, but the other thing is, he's he is such a compelling villain, and he's different yeah. than mm-hmm. he's just not yeah. another. He's not another you know uh sith he's different i love how scary he is in a different way than vader or or palpatine and so it's like why waste a good villain especially knowing that there's like a movie probably coming to cap this all off it seems like i don't know who you're going to introduce as your big bad for the movie yeah i think he dies in the feature film assuming that yeah feature film is going to happen Mm -hmm. you know and this is all going to be building towards that but i mean as far as the nogri go so i mean that's it's hard to do without a direct rip. And then suddenly you have CGI mm-hmm. Leia and you have C- CGI Luke. That's Unless it's a different thing, character right? that goes out there, but it's like they wouldn't do that. It's too. What if Luke too. is Leia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. would be Dark Leia? Oh my gosh. Oh man. Um, I don't think Thrawn can survive either. I, I, I'm starting to think Thrawn's like responsible for the revamp in like the Imperial, like, armor and aesthetic mm-hmm. like and then he gets taken off the board by whatever dark science and cloning beaumont kin is talking about whatever <laughs> the snokes of the world or whatever you know uh, i gotta think snoke is joris about and it's 
it's a different take. It's like Joris about wins, or the Snoke right. wins, the the Luke clone. Or I also think Snoke is a Luke clone. I, I feel like no one talks about Snoke this. It's been like Luke. the most shuttered topic yeah. on the planet. And I'm like, we all know this is like he's Luke, right? Like I'm convinced at this point. And like I, uh, well, I'm convinced he's half Luke, half pal. yeah, half, just half partially pal. Luke. I don't know. Like to me, it just makes his name Snoke. It just same suffix. Like I don't know. Again, just. This. Brought to you by the same person who is really doubling down on the Ezra Bridge or, or, uh, or, <laughs> yes. or uh, I was also, I, I was also, Ezra was smoke for a year. I was also trying to argue as Tarkin for a while. So who knows? Yeah, I don't know. But, um, no, I'm, I'm happy to see what they do. I just, it'd be cool if he was almost taken off the board and then someone takes over and says, this is the first order, you know, at the end of that movie or something. And it's like, yeah, boom, you know, like, I don't know. It'd just be a clean I mean, exit. That's, that's the weird thing is like I still remember, and again, also brought to you by the the guy who thought there was a dark Jedi that we encountered. <laughs> that we so talked about for take this as a grain of salt. Minutes, I know, but, <laughs> but I like, like I, I remember that that uh, that um, uh, Favreau talked about this tying into the origins of the First Order when he started talking about the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Like he referred to that idea, and we're seeing it in 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 the Mandalorian. I mean, this last season was kind of right there yeah. they got yeah. plenty of runway because i think they're only at nine aby now and it like the i think phasma happens like 25 aby 28 aby well wouldn't thrawn reach out to the chist ascendancy after he's been sort of named or titled heir to the empire by you know numerous remnant imperial higher-ups and like wouldn't the chist help him out with funds and stuff and like give him a credit line for like the first order basically like or something like weren't the chis like kind of like waiting for him to get a little bit more power in this galaxy or am i just making that up i forget i just i don't know we, we talked know. about it last week sort of like do the does thrawn and the final order know about each other i don't or, think they can or do they live they, separate from each other i think i think he invents the, the same goal and he gets kicked off the thing basically i don't think he can go on because uh, I don't think he'd want to resurrect the Emperor. That's just my own take. I think having read a lot of Thrawn books, he's just not the guy who would want to resurrect the Emperor. He's kind of like, there's kind of a... He'd want to be the He'd rather just keep power for himself. Like, he wouldn't want to revive the Emperor. So, like, right. he wouldn't be involved with that stuff. But do Ezra and Thrawn land on Exegol? Maybe. I don't know. Like, who knows? What do you think, Meg? Any <laughs> like, How do those things jive for you? He's clearly been sent back to the Outer Regions. You know, the unknown regions, rather. And then, like, he's coming back now. Has he just been hiding and, like, planning his own sort of, like, coup for the Empire? Or, like, what? (laughs) I I mean, I would like to think that. I mean, first of all, he has to have been doing something out there for all this time. It's a long time. He's not just, like, sipping Um, cocktails on a beach planet or something. He's busy. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, maybe for the first few weeks, and then he's like, "I'm, I'm over this. I need to do something." That's yeah. a series uh, I want. <laughs> I have been to all of the museums on this planet. What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. you know? it's just art, art show. I've memorized all the I'm art here. and corrected it. I mean, I yeah, want. I still want that. Actually, that would be. I do want like an audio museum tour guide. You know, like they do those. I want those. I want him to record mm-hmm. some of those and just have Thrawn. Well, I do want like Luth and Rail level Metropolitan Museum of Art around like museum pieces. You know, like yeah. I'm hoping for Thrawn to just admire some art in a couple scenes and yes, just please. not move oh, the story yeah. along, and then fans can get upset and call that a filler episode, and I'll be like, that was the greatest episode of TV yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But 
you know, I, I would I would I would admire that if they did something like that. They just let Thrawn talk about culture for an episode. Like he hey, loves culture. They he spent fifteen mil- minutes rebuilding a starfighter, and that was my favorite thing. So if they did that, <laughs> yeah. they can do a yeah, they can do fifteen minutes in an arc. Don't gallery. they analyze like a sculpture Akbar made in like eighth grade and, or something in this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like i need that scene like uh, i need Ak- i need the akbar i need the like akbarissance you know what i mean like where is the akbarissance in the star wars i need like lots of akbar i don't know maybe he's maybe he's overdone i don't know I'm not, not at all I'm, I'm right there with you <laughs> he's great in this book all right so so he wasn't doing all of these things yeah <laughs> meg what do you think he was doing I mean, he had to, I mean, it's Thrawn, so he was planning something. And so it it makes sense to think that he maybe was planning to somehow, somehow, even if he didn't know how, come back, take take over if he wanted to. Yeah. Um, And, you know, be in charge, not have to deal with people who didn't listen to him or appreciate, you know, the things he appreciated. But, um, I mean... Honestly, I have this theory. Oh, no, so, here we go. Let's do it. This is the place. You're, you're this in um, the wrong place. <laughs> the right place. Thank you for joining yeah. us. We'll see you all next no, week. It's, it's, <laughs> no, it's it's we have fun theories, but we hold them loosely. If they don't come true, we're just like whatever. Yeah, but <laughs> what is it? Let's really, so we're excited. Let's hear it. What's fun? Yeah. I mean, it, it's not it's not as fun yeah, as you're yeah, thinking. I, but I it. you know, okay, so Timothy Zahn wrote these wrote this original trilogy long mm-hmm. time ago. Um Anyway, it was a long time. You know, he wrote some other he Thrawn came up again, other places. Um, and then, you know, he got to eventually come back and do these canon trilogies. But this is Timothy Zahn, who got to write Thrawn, and then got to write Thrawn again. How you cannot tell me that he does not have like like stacks and stacks of notebooks in his closet where he's like, yeah. these are all the things. I know about Thrawn that I never got to put yes. in books. So like anything could be in there. Yeah. So there could be pages and pages of, of these transcripts of Thrawn just like describing all this art. Yeah. yeah. I want uh, it. Yeah. I would pay all my money. If Zahn gets yeah. a co-writing credit, I would it would be my favorite Disney Plus series of all time. I'd be yeah. like, are they actually bringing an author in to like, you know, help write Thrawn, who, you know, he created the character. It's such a beautiful tribute to bring him in to kind of do a monologue or something. Like, I, I would love that. I, I would really like yeah. that. Yeah. I, or at least to console. It's like, it, yeah, ask him. What do you, like, that's, the, like, if, if like, Filoni didn't know what he'd been doing, just go to, go to the go guy. To yeah. What do you, what, what would have Thrawn know. done? He knows. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only he one is. who knows. It's true. Yeah, it is. But, yeah. Actually, I mean, so Meg, I'm, I'm curious what you think about this, too, because we've talked about it. Like we, you know, Charles Sewell and Claudia Gray, like we love all these like all star writers in, in the canon. Um, but like we're kind of curious, like, what? why do you think they don't tap into that writing resource as like script writing helpers or and like especially when we're dealing with Thrawn? And I, I think there's. I think I read an article where Filoni did talk to Zahn like and I think it was oh, like yeah. an interview with Zahn and he was like, yeah, I, t- I spoke with Filoni and like mm-hmm. obviously he's going to keep a bunch under his hat as to the scope of that. Right. But it's like I want more than a friendly conversation. Like I want him to be like, have you seen my notebooks, right. you know, and like or get right. writing credits, yeah. be in the room with, with the. Yeah. But what do, you, what do you think, Meg? I mean, do you really want to hear my answer? Sure. Yes. do. You know yes. what the answer is going to be. <laughs> 
like give them a film think, each do you think they really want to pay the writers to do that no yeah yeah mm -hmm. um because you know what you what you would have to do is you'd actually have to pay a writer to do it and right. you know here we are but i mean my other answer to that is i suppose there could also be a lot we don't know um there could be consulting going on there could be um, I mean, and they do have the story group too, and that's like they're right. responsible for pretty much knowing everything that's happening. Um, right. Just so that if there is something in a show, for example, that's referring to something that happened in a book, like they know exactly what they're referring to, and they like are making sure that like everything's connected and all of that. And I mean, that's why they exist, so that everything in canon is canon and there are very few like um things that are that are not connected because that's their job um so they have them to do that and the writers are the authors the writers are involved in that in a way because they are doing the outlines and they're doing the writing the stories and they know their characters better than anyone um but that's probably why they probably have the story group as that bridge between the writers and kind of everything else just because I think it's hard and I think you have to have that central unit where they pretty much are responsible for knowing what everyone else is doing um, because there's no way that like someone over here is knowing what someone over all the way over there is doing right um, and that's probably why they probably established that specifically so, so you didn't have that problem I want to chase uh, this a little more because this is not this is something I've never thought about and mm -hmm. it, it kind of crushes my soul a little bit but I'll get over it it's so you think it's like purely financial reasons. So like the story group exists to be a cost controlled salary group of nerds, which of by the way, I would cut off my pinky finger right now to be a part of. Um yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And um and job. it's just to sort of so to mitigate the cost of hiring extra writers. Like you know, like why like Charles Sewell writes Darth Vader as well as George uh, well, Lucas or better. Like, we, have, we have talked about the story group quite a bit, man. So like, I feel like we do ponder on. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm thinking of it as like a, a financial placeholder. So it's like, well, yes, they've all worked with all the writers well, and it's a or all the, the novelists. And then like they've worked and with all it's the It's a synergistic filmmakers. strategic, you know, yeah. Yeah. initiative. Yeah. It's like, Hey, how would, how can we connect all the silos within the business? How can we connect all the lore within the canon across all the different yeah. media, but also keep things a lot of times when you listen to a story group, the story group talk about something, they'll say, we want to make sure the galaxy feels big. But really, it's like yeah. keep things broad. Because if you keep something broad, you can have Kylo say something like, you should have used a clone army for this. You can have Beaumont Kin say dark science cloning, but never truly elaborate on the cloning stuff. Therefore, we get Mandoverse. We get all this cloning <laughs> storyline. We keep right. it broad so we can fill in more and more and more elsewhere. I think it's just about building in a sort of space to fill and sort of like, yeah. Yeah. And creating, creating more space, you know, in that. Mm -hmm. film. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. love to, I mean, like if I, I would love to see like, okay, so maybe they're not a consultant, maybe they're the writer. Like I'd love to hear Delilah S. Dawson's voice or Claudia Gray's voice, mm -hmm. you know, their actual dialogue pen to paper for live action characters sometime because I yeah, feel but like you do look at like a $30,000, like WGA minimum just to like write something and then they're on strike right now. Like, I don't know. We're not going to get any authors and writing happening anytime soon, soon until Disney yeah, pays uh, writers, but it's also right. like, and they need to pay their writers. They need to pay their writers. And then also uh -huh. it's like, uh, Ahsoka has been shot. Like it's already past principal photography. So like, 
we'll probably if Zahn is a consultant, he's a consultant, but it would just be fun if they did bring him in like a really yeah. fun like mm-hmm. he's a yeah. co-writer, actual written by credit. Maybe one episode, like one episode, like a culture episode where he's talking about the art yeah. and it's on. Like, oh, oh yeah, I it would be that. worth the money. I yeah. mean, and it, yeah. I'd love it. Yeah. Uh, ben Ben hates the realism of the business or hearing that. <laughs> like, yeah. the, the I, I hate, I hate like, corporate greed. Yeah. It's uh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to yeah, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's the best thing ever. It's not the reason why our society is failing. Uh, anyway, so, um, but I, what I was going to say is that, like, this is also from the same company that brought you the MCU, which I love. But, like, also, mm-hmm. I always think about there's so many of these amazing writers that they just don't consult. Sometimes they do, mm-hmm. but for the most part, they don't yeah. bring them in, right? And I just think of, like, I still remember, like, not to, not to you know, Kevin Smith has his whole host of issues, but, like, when, when, he, when they brought him in to write, the Superman uh, lives script, which is just an amazing story on its own. He's just like, why are you bringing me in? You have all of these other people who've written Star Wars right. for 30 years. Why aren't they writing your movie? Like, like that's the issue is right. Like they right. just, th- I think the corporate brain doesn't think that way. It, it doesn't. Right? Because I, I think, because none of these people have written a successful movie before. And so the only reason you write a successful movie is if you've written a successful movie before. It's like, it's this weird, it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, they don't open the door for for anyone who hasn't been a giant name. Like it's yeah. just wild. Yeah, yeah, and it's and I'm not an expert in like this particular thing, um, but a lot of it is like when you're doing something like a show or a movie, um, there is no thought that like oh someone who's written a novel could maybe do this instead like yeah you know certain writers have certain skills and maybe a certain writer doesn't want to try to write a screenplay or a script or things like that but like they can like if they wanted to like writing like storytelling is storytelling and there are different mediums through which to do that but i definitely think they you know they don't rely on writers who maybe are responsible for the source material in some cases and they don't um they don't want really anything to do with that and like yeah you can honor the story um but yeah no i agree yeah. they don't they don't rely on them as much as it, they it's should. really just claudia gray and charles sewell that like comes to mind as being like mm-hmm. i would love them to kind of consult on the next yeah. trilogy or so. like they're just such brilliant minds about yeah. the, the yeah. story and they, just what yeah. especially if they ever story. do like live action high republic it's like Oh yeah, you definitely got to bring it. These are, you know, these are the the voices of all them. The whole, yeah, luminous. All right, right, sorry, I didn't mean to get this too in. in... No, but I want to. I want to name check someone else, but I'm embarrassingly forgetting her name. So I was, no, also yes, but not who I was thinking of. But and I'm, I would normally. This is when I normally start typing, but I got Meg here, so I put her. But the 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 woman who wrote um the 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 also great. Uh, the the um the handmaids uh oh, E.K. Johnston E.K. Uh, yeah. Johnston yeah. yes I think that she writes very cinematically and mm-hmm. I think the way those books are put together would really translate like a lot of I've, I've read a lot of writing I think Wait. it would translate really well to <laughs> to movies and television so that's another person like give her Wait, a could job. Sabe be a Disney Plus show like theoretically yes, yes right like <laughs> Natalie Portman could play the part or something right Oof. i don't know, like well, who played wait no no i'm sorry in, i'm just i don't want to pitch it kira knightley saying, who like, played sabe in the yeah i got a package that's all i'm saying you know <laughs> i'll make some calls. i mean she she also wrote the ahsoka novel which is not the same story right. as we're getting in the show but like right. Right. come yeah. on yeah there's a reason i'm thinking of that's why yeah 
Oh, can, those uh, books are so fun. They I capture have, like the Coruscant like night vibe better than any any of the books. I feel like yes. just the like soirees in those books are amazing. Grant loves a good soiree. Loves, Love loves a good stuff. party in the stars. Love a Canto Bite. I didn't understand the Canto Bite criticism. I was like, I love this. Oh, that's great. It's like I my favorite part of that movie. The <laughs> I love yeah. it. Um, awesome. I oh gosh, I have so many questions for you, Mike. One, all right, so I, I brought us down into the the dregs of capitalism and Star Wars, and like that's <laughs> yeah, not what this show is about. Pull us quickly. How, can we do? Can we do something pithy here? Can we just do a little round robin uh, favorite parts of this book? Let's let's bring it back to this book before we completely abandon yeah, it. Let's do it. Um, who wants to start, Adam? I'm looking at you. So, uh... <laughs> yeah. okay. Uh, favorite part of this book. So I, so I will say that the my favorite part of this book, which is actually nice because uh, Luke has been the butt of my joke, uh, or, or it's been my joke answer forever. Yeah. And I now, when I say these bad. books have been finally tested um, about, I was. So yeah, look at me. Yeah. you're looking directly at me. <laughs> Even though I love these books, I just I to be honest, I forgot Luke came from this book series until I was like halfway through the second book, and I'm like, oh no, oh no, I've been <laughs> making this joke for years. <laughs> but I love and so I still was like sitting there going, like, why is it Luke? And like what what's the reason behind that? And I'm like, well, you gotta write it in a way that's clear what's happening. You can say yeah. the clone of Luke every time, and I'm like, all right, I got it. But like I forgot why that was an important plot point. And the fact that it connects to Mara Jade's yeah. like whole yeah, thing through the book. I think that was my favorite part because I still, again, third time reading this book, I have such a bad memory plot memory. And so I'm like, even when I was listening to this, I'm like, wait, how does this whole thing resolve? How does Thrawn die? And both times or all three times, I must've been equally satisfied with, what how does Mara Jade break her programming mm-hmm. and and how does like so I think really just the 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 whole Luke of it all I will say is actually my favorite part because it made me realize I've been dumb for making that dumb joke for for <laughs> that's the last three hundred and like, some episodes. There is a kind of Winter Soldier like aspect to her character. It's yeah, so cool. absolutely. Oh, that's the other thing. I don't want to steal everyone else's, but like her thought process of how the whole Luke Vader Emperor oh, thing that yeah. was so cool. Yeah, yeah, but I will let someone else talk because yeah. I'm gonna just say everything, and then you won't have nothing left. <laughs> it was yeah. super powerful when she when it was revealed to her that uh, Darth Vader was Luke's father, and like she missed that. I was like, I, I really I, enjoyed. I, it. I, yeah, I don't know, Meg. Do you want to go next? Um, I mean, I love a good ending, and I think mm-hmm. like if you're just gonna look at this trilogy as an isolated thing, like imagine that there's no other like Star Wars book. Um, it really is like a perfect ending, but. That being said, like it also opens up the possibility for so much more, which is exactly what it was supposed to do and exactly what it did, obviously, because we're still getting Star Wars books all these years later. It's been a long time. And that's so cool. Um, But yeah, no, I love like when I first read this trilogy, loved the first book. First book is my favorite. Um, But getting through, you know, the the next two and getting all the way to the end, I, I could not stop reading because I'm like, I don't know where this is going. I don't know <laughs> yeah. how we're getting to the end. Yeah. And I love that. I love not being able to predict what's going to happen. Um, yeah. And it was so satisfying. And I love that using that word in this context mm-hmm. because it really makes you want to like, it's one of those trilogies where you can go back and like read it again and be like, oh, here's all the things that I missed the first yeah. time. And that's like, that's how you know it's a good series. Yeah. 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 That's so true. It is. It's a very like meandering plot. And you kind of you stay with it. It's like, okay, there's the Delta source and 
there's people and Thrawn's out there and there's this like ongoing just trying to like deal with a new threat but it's like a very ongoing meandering sort of and you're like where is this going how are they yeah. gonna feed this guy he's just getting stronger and um yeah, yeah pretty cool I swear in my brain a switch yeah. cheese because I was like I was again third time I'm like I still have no idea who Delta Source is. Oh, it's that's trees. Right. <laughs> like, it's, it's trees. Tree. Yeah, there's also that like secret <laughs> sauce of like really you know upping the smuggler side of the story and like the third yes. act of a massive trilogy. It's mm-hmm. always like hey, there's some smugglers though too, right? And it's oh. like the Smugglers Alliance in this like, Talon Card. Yeah, yeah, I love all that stuff. I really liked that stuff. Like, I'm yeah. surprised how much I liked like smugglers maneuvering in these battles and sort of Zahn just throwing them in. I was like, this is so cool. And then I don't want to steal yours, Ben. So I think we probably have the same favorite bits of this book. And that go for it, bits. steal it away because I just thought well, of three more that I love. Okay, so. good, good, good. Because it's just the Joras, Joras, Sabayoth, like V Thron, just any headbutting <laughs> yes. that they have is oh, like amazing. Yeah. And sort of something that I love I, in Star Wars, which is a battle of the sages, a battle yeah. of the wits. Um, and I also like that Sabaoth uh, restores that sort of like enchanted Arthurian side of Star Wars in this yeah. novel. And like, I feel like we're losing that or we have been just slowly, slowly been dripping away. And I like I just want that to come back in a big way. It's this enchanted yeah. Arthurian feel again where he I, just feels like just so idealistic and sort of i don't know yeah that, it also weird. leads to perhaps the funniest line in star wars history which is thrawn saying uh i've seen <laughs> i've seen you've discovered yes. the uh, emperor's private oh hollow, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes setting. like <laughs> the giant oh, yeah, the, the giant stuff up and yeah. yeah. put him in the throne room in there yeah yeah i actually laughed out loud while yeah I the fact that, that he's like out. oh no i need giant head setting on my like on my hollow projector <laughs> uh i've seen you've discovered yeah and then yeah. and then it leads to like an awkward silence where his like giant head like i'm imagining like pang or whatever <laughs> yeah. it's just Hellion, like Hellion looking awkward stuff is incredible too. yeah yeah it like works if you're like 100 percent confident but it's like uh, if you're at all sort of like you know self-conscious you just uncertain. look it's yeah just right there in eight foot projection yeah um no i mean so that was going to be mine i, I again yeah. grant and i talked about so it's, good there's like yeah. the the comic like the comic like connection between thrawn and i know you were like making fun of people thinking it's funny and no it's great but like like you know comedy is a part of star wars and 100 yeah, and i mean i just there was the other th- scene it was just like there was this long like dialogue between pelion and thrawn explaining you know it's always like sherlock holmes and watson explaining these <laughs> they may really not be detailed, talking about jorah jeruis but they, yeah. they weren't they were talking about something totally else oh, and yeah, then in like all you know like trump all caps it's like grand admiral thrawn like like a thunderclap and him like stomping in it's like he's like a giant like toddler yeah, with yeah, like force sensitive toddler that's just like yeah. this is my empire and they're like sure is joris yep we're gonna get you all those jedi yeah. you want <laughs> yeah, you just go sit yeah, over they there infantilize him they're like yeah. you're yeah you and, just go back to that little throne room we'll lock you up up there and yeah. like you're in charge buddy you got it this is your empire i think it's great well it's, and like and like it's someone who's kind of the, off, <laughs> has a few screws loose that's so oh good. totally yeah. yeah and they just like sort of go sit in the corner buddy yeah. <laughs> and like and then Pelion's like total like, oh, this guy yeah. vibes every time he walks in is one of my favorite yes. things. Yeah. <laughs> We're still dealing with this guy. Okay, fine. Yeah. Even though yeah, he so- probably, Pelion was probably the guy that authorized the loot clone and didn't even know it. And they didn't even write about it. He didn't. Yeah, he was. No, he got. No, they. Yeah, he got. He got mind. Yeah. Uh, he got mind controlled or. Uh, uh, yeah, I think yeah, the next point, I don't moment. think a lot of that stuff translates. And therefore, 
Ezra Bridger coming into the mix, it might create yeah. an entirely new and fresh sort oh. of feel of like, this is the well, Force user. And like, it's a totally new flavor of story. That's the yeah, exciting thing is like, mm-hmm. like, like you said, Meg, like they, like Thrawn is Thrawn, right? They, they have written Thrawn really well in mm-hmm. the new EU. And so I'm excited to see what they're going to do with this character with this new mix of characters yeah. and everything else. And I'm like, it's going to be fun. And Sabine and is kind of like our yeah. Talon card or like Mara Jade, like, like, I imagine Sabine might get all of that sort of story, right? Like that there's a big chunk of story for Talon card and Mara Jade. And I'm like, that might just get funneled to Sabine really. And it might just be a ton of Sabine, which is awesome. Cause I, I think, I think we yeah. just didn't get enough with that character. And it was just all this burgeoning story with, with Ezra and Sabine. And I think those characters in particular really need a continuation. So I, I hope they get a lot of screen time. Mm-hmm. Thoughts about that, Meg? Because I know you did write an article about how this would <laughs> not should not be uh, Rebels episode five. Rebels yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Or oh yeah, five. yeah. No, I would love to hear like a pushback. I like pushback. That's my favorite thing of mm. the year, honestly. He he, I could vouch. He really does. Like yeah, pushback. I love. He and I he and I push back against. I learn new things when there's pushback. Like when there's yeah. dissent, I yeah. learn new things. Yeah. Right? I just. Love that. I mean, I'm all for like getting more of these characters. Like. Give me more Rebels characters. I think that's very cool. I missed Sabine. I've wanted more Sabine. Never thought we were going to get more. Um, And here we are. And I'm very excited about that. Um, Excited to have Ahsoka back. Excited um, to see Hera. Uh, That's cool. Like, like, this is very exciting. Um, But Maybe Jason? (laughs) (laughs) So you're less excited about Jason, Sindula. So Jason is some canonical, like, crossover. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that name came up. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Not Sorry. The, anyway, it's, it's not it's not the same, but it's back the same. to your point, Meg. Uh, are, what are you looking <laughs> forward to about this? Um, yeah, I mean, I think like Rebels, the show, ended perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and I think that was by design. And I think you know that their story, the story of the Ghost Crew, how they met, how they evolved, how they came up against this force and were victorious, and the sacrifices they had to make. All of that I could talk about Rebels forever, but. It was perfect. And like, yeah. we are getting these characters back in a different context. It's been a long time since we've seen them. Mm-hmm. They've all been through things. We don't, we know some of that and don't know a lot else that's happened. Um, and it will be good to see them again. And it will be good to see like how they play important roles in whatever this mm-hmm. next part of the story is going to be. Um, but it's not a rebel sequel. Like, it's not like we're not getting the ghost crew back right, together. Like right. there's going to be something in the way of that, even if that's what they were trying to do. Like someone's going to be like, well, I don't want a part of that past anymore. Or yeah. like, we don't know where all these characters are at when we're going, it's going to be like the Luke effect in the force awakens or the last Jedi, like yeah, in a very different place. I've been yeah. through a lot has changed is a different person because of what they've been through. So like, we're not going to get the ghost crew that we had in rebels. And that's, that's mainly why it can't be a sequel because it's, these characters are returning, but it's not the same. It's also not rebels. It's these Disney plus shows are still suitable for children, but they are much darker. Um, That's one reason. Another reason I'm really looking forward to Thrawn because I loved Thrawn and rebels, but you know, he could only go so dark because it was rebels. What, it was, what if Thrawn comes back into the fold and he's like all bedraggled and he's like, who cares about this war really? Like, 
<laughs> we don't need them. We don't need to fight. I mean, like, forget maybe. about it. Why don't like, we all just get along? Let's just kiss and get some Mari on the beach. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like, what if he's just bedraggled uh, and defeated when he comes back from the, that's, the that's galaxy? That's the great thing is we don't know. It could be, like, right? One pergola ride could really, you know, change a person. Go. I mean, <laughs> who knows? They can be, they can misdirect with these trailers. Yeah. It's not like they haven't done it yeah. before. And so, like, we think we're going to get true. all these it's, characters it's general back. Tears. It's not going to be the same. <laughs> yeah. No, I, every time they show me a character, I'm like, are, am I seeing your entire appearance on the show? Or is this, or, or do you have like six hours? I never know, which I, which I love. Yeah. But I'm like, right. the other thing that just keeps sitting in my head is like, like, Ezra and Thrawn got dragged off into the unknown regions or somewhere else. And like, that is a story that needs to be told to be told at some point, or like, there's gotta be something there. Like he, he's, he's, he was connected to a Jedi for some amount of time. I mean, who knows? It could have been like, they just went different paths, but like, I still have my whole, like, I, I, my whole thought. (laughs) Yeah. We can, we go back to the hot takes. Adam's hot takes. Super dark. That is still plays. If we're, if we're talking about, the new Thrawn trilogy that Zahn wrote, we know how the Chiss use Force users, right? The Force users are the navigators on the starship, so which is one of my favorite my thing favorite theory ever. Yes, he's trying to get back from the unknown regions. He may not have a hyperdrive or able to calculate it, but he has something he knows from being a Chiss that can get him the thing. So, like, I want this. Like, he basically just like has like pinned Ezra up and is just using him as a navigator. And High Republic, and get a High broken Republic books with uh, yeah, uh, Sintec, uh What's her name? Um, Mari Sintec. Sintec. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sintec. Yeah. yeah, like we okay. just have this kind of broken Jedi, and that would explain why he's yeah. been out of the fight We're for so man. long. But he's still like he's this powerful Jedi, but he's been kind of broken by Thrawn and needs to come back from that. Like I just anyway, I fully endorse that's my, that. That's yeah. my Adam. Adam I, yeah, Adam thinks he like I plugged like just like. <laughs> plugged him into a hyperdrive like Ezra into yeah. a hyperdrive yeah. like into like yeah. Into yeah. boards and like giant. yeah it's like seven well, yeah. he keeps well, him alive sick. with like heroin and like like kind of I mean, I, tree, tree I, I, air fresheners and but, like just but, like makes him do his like hyperdrive I to have like a really dark like, him just hanging and just being like there just like Wait. hanging there anyway but like I but I but Meg that's the other thing just he just used the purgles like you think Thrawn would just jump on a purgle well, you know I mean but but Thrawn has a tool that he knows how to use, which is a force yeah. user, right? A person who's connected. But but I do part of what I love about the Disney Plus stuff is you can exactly that is like you can go a bit not not probably to the levels that I'm envisioning, which is probably a good thing. Uh, but you can't go a bit darker. It's like Hellraiser over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Lot change. All I keep picturing is like you know alien aesthetics. Yeah, 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 it's a lot yeah, of chains, yeah, yeah. And yeah. And whatever. But yeah, don't some worry, Geiger sort of, sort of like yeah. spinal yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I did read somewhere that half of Ahsoka's series is going to be before that iconic scene where Ahsoka comes to pick up Sabine yeah. at the end of Rebels. Do you know you which scene tower, I'm talking right? about? Yeah, oh, in the tower, oh. and then half of it is after. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I don't remember the source, so who knows how credible it was. Um, but oh, it I mean, what? we did yeah. see in some of the trailers that exact scene, like Sabine touching the um, the mural, and you know all right. that. So um, mm. that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it makes a lot of sense for them to to really, I mean, to explain that a little bit. And how fun would the like buddy cop? ahsoka and sabine adventure in the unknown yeah. regions be. that's what it looks like it's gonna be i'm yeah. psyched for that <laughs> which, is, <laughs> so which is great because that doesn't feel like a direct continuation of rebels yeah. it feels like what you would do with these characters because i'm i'm with you meg like i just just having finished my rebels we rewatch i'm like is, is that like 
it, it, was that the best yeah. ending of any Star Wars thing kind of ever yes. and that may be like hyperbole but it's pretty freaking great mm-hmm. like i i i just i still remember watching it when it was happening because i think we actually covered it mm-hmm. on the podcast i that's think that's how long i've been doing this wow. thing but but like re-watching it now uh, and watching it in like two episodes at night in bed was just like watching everything happening remember where it's coming and watching like ezra's lesson that he took and just oh, watching yeah. him make those decisions and watching the crew around it is like it is powerful it's like pure star wars yeah. it's yeah. like it's like all the lessons are learned like it's yeah. amazing yeah I, so i don't want it i don't want it to be like and then this happened and then like right. un- i don't want to undo it i don't want to do it like i i like these characters but like right. tell a completely different story and do story. yeah i'm excited for what what's coming so okay. should we thrawn should we rank thrawn and i call it uh, I have one more question. All right. Okay. So All right. All right. is this a little, and this is a little edge Lordy too. So I, I, I apologize, Uh-oh. but I, right. this is, this We're is targeted at, as, at Meg. So we're talking about Ahsoka <laughs> and um, I'm curious how I, I assume you watch, I know you watched uh, tales of the Jedi and mm-hmm. I know you're a big fan of the Ahsoka novel. How, and, and it's just because we're just talking about, like, I really think, rebels is a perfect star war and feloni is responsible for that we we did a whole series meg that you're probably not aware of called pillars of star wars which is essentially a checklist of things that if you were making a new star war that you'd want to include that you you kind of have to include and then beyond yeah. that you can do whatever you want right mm-hmm. and so like right. you know those are all these things and and, and really rick like, rebels checks all, the, all those boxes and then just has the real like lucasian you know spirit in there i'm i'm no i'm mm-hmm. preaching to the choir here but so uh, this isn't me bashing like Filoni, but I'm just curious. Mm. I, n- I know you saw those like Ahsoka series and how it just kind of that tales of the Jedi kind of not retcon. That's like a harsh word, but kind of changes mm. a little bit how mm-hmm. um, how Ahsoka sort of meets Bale and then like mm. ties in with the crew, the the ghost crew. Mm. You don't like my thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. How do you? What do you think? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I there mean, was a question. No, there. It's, it's, there was you did there was a yeah. question there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you now talk. <laughs> <laughs> How do I podcast? I don't know. Is this podcast? I never do it. I've never done it. Me before. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how I kind of tend to think about this because this kind of a similar thing happened between the Ahsoka novel and the end of the Clone Wars, because of course the Ahsoka novel yeah. was written before season seven came out and that last mm-hmm. episode came out and there are similarities, but there are differences. Yeah. And so ever since then, and when this came up again, really went how I like to handle that, um, because it's easy to get upset about it because you're like, why are you undoing what happened in this amazing story and you're doing it over how I like to think about it instead is, um, Stories can be told many times in many different ways, um, in different contexts, in different mediums. If a different person is telling, it's kind of like if a different person is telling you a story they've told someone else. The framework is going to be the same, but some details might be different just just because that's what happens with stories. If you tell the same story 20 times, it's going to evolve. That's just how it works. We come up with new things. Um, That's how I like to think about things like um, Ahsoka's episode in tales of the jedi being different than some things that happened in the book the ahsoka novel is ek johnston's story it is the story that she told it's a story her story of how ahsoka got from the end of 
the Clone Wars to where we see her in to Rebels. To Bail Organa, that is really. Her, yeah. 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 And that's her take on it. And that's how, this is how I, she became Fulcrum. All of these things, all this important information that you get. Um, if you haven't read the Ahsoka novel, please do that. Listen yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that makes so even better. Yeah. Um, so when we get things like this um, that are slightly different, it's kind of like, well, that's the version of the story that Filoni wanted to tell. Or that's the version of the story that fit best with the other parts of the story that weren't in the novel that he also wanted to tell. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think you can treat those two stories told by different people in different mediums as like honoring the same story and honoring Ahsoka's journey and her legacy, maybe told in slightly different ways. And like the details um, are important, but just because they're different, they really don't change the outcome. Um, Ahsoka still ends up with Bail as Fulcrum. Yeah. She still ends up with Bail. Yeah. She still ends up doing all these things. It doesn't change how things end up. The details, as in any story you might tell, um, some of them are less important in terms of how you get from point A to point B. So that's kind of how I like to look at it because I don't like to get mad about stuff. Um, it takes too much energy and I like Star yes. Wars. So I just like to um, not, you know, there are ways to like handle these things where you don't have to get upset at that stuff um you can different stories different yeah. people telling the stories same endpoint. thank you so much for that that's why i wanted to ask you because i knew you would eloquently um phrase it in the right way and it, and it was when i just did my rebels rewatch i realized i was like oh like feloni's just drawing a line it's like if you don't read the novels and you're only watching just the animation he wanted to draw a line mm -hmm. from you know like you said from the end of the Clone Wars, or you know, the end of the Clone Wars to the beginning mm. of Rebels, and that's what it does yeah. in, a, in a fun way. I mean, I, I enjoyed Tales a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but Canon Ben, I need like, I need it like what? It, yeah. There's rules here, guys. Are, are, are people following right. the rules here? And I, I'm, it right. felt a little loosey goosey. And Filoni can can is can get away with that and does get away with it yeah. when he needs yeah. to, but. Yeah. I, and now I see it's like really in the grand service of, of storytelling. And right. that makes a lot of sense. It's like when you're telling overlapping yeah. stories, why tell the same story? Yeah. Why not tell a, a different well, story right. with different occurrences and, to make it more fun? I know. Ben's got that secret timeline. You can't have it get disrupted. It's like <laughs> no, I know. But I, yeah. timeline. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm like, bring it every idea. I want every idea on the table. Mm -hmm. I, I want right. everything. Um, also, final, final thought. Are Sith Troopers clones, well, guys? Oh, uh, and if they're clones, are they clones of? Is there? Do we have we seen the template already? Whoa! whoa. Sorry, and is the template Din Djarin? <laughs> sorry, all right, all right. So, <laughs> wait, uh, hold on, wait. Is like you can't, you can't keep and also like this. the resurrection of the emperor, and is Din Djarin the template for the Sith Troopers? Like, ah, uh, that's where I would. That's where I would bring it all. It Anyways, is, let's, it go to, let's go to too late the in the day for you to do that. <laughs> no, to me. You can't just do, do that. that to me. Uh, I, I've just been in real theory land for a while. Oh, um, this is Grant's superpower. It's just like something do, uh, that just flips your brain upside down in your skull. Font. It's like a fountain. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Anyways, uh, it is. We rank the, the Thrawn books, just our favorite Thrawn books. Sure. Kind of Any Thrawn books ever? No, I was just thinking um, the of Thrawn the trilogy, the Heir to the Empire okay. trilogy, and the Thrawn duology. If we've read them, I have not read them. Oh, I, Transparency. Yeah, I've not. I okay. I mean, yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, we'll Adam, leave those out. We'll leave those out. We'll just do the six. We'll just do the six. No, I. Wait, unless you unless you about? love those books, unless those books are amazing, Adam. I don't know. No, those books. I don't. I mean, those. I mean, I like I like Zons. 
right in. So it's they're good yeah. books. I mean, there's eleven. I guess, I guess they're not wrong yeah. books though, because it's tears. That's why I was gonna I was gonna get real pedantic with my yeah. argument of like, are those actual Thrawn they're books? They're not Thrawn books. Okay, let's just do a Thrawn books. I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go Alliances is my favorite book uh, of the Thrawn books so far. Just just the Vader Thrawn sort of like oh wow juxtap- juxtaposition like okay that one is good. Love that idea. Yeah. Um, I so I love the earliest one. So um, Ascendancy. I, I love kind of all of them the same. Um, mm. but I, I really loved the like deep chiss unknown regions, Thrawn just yeah. being a boss, you know, rooting for him mm. as a protagonist. Um, is that Chaos Rising? Is that that one? It's really the whole yeah. Uh, or alliances has has that stuff too. No, it's it's, it's the chaos. I mean, really, the whole trilogy. Pick which yeah. whichever one you want. Um, ascendancy is it the ascendancy trilogy? Sorry, I don't have yeah. it for me. Yeah, it's um, treason, I did just look it up. I did look rising. it up today, but um, right. yeah. But uh, any one of you those, got, you got a fave. Okay. So, uh, so are we just doing new canon or all? Let's canon? just do faves. I, mean, I think our fave. I mean, it's it's going to be real basic. It's always going to be heir to the empires yes. for me. Like I just again because of it's it's total nostalgia reasons. Like again, I can remember sitting in the back, way back in my family car, driving to New Jersey, reading, reading heir to the empire, and experiencing this new character. Here's the other thing. I love this question. I could not tell you the plots of these. <laughs> Neither could I. I know. Neither canon I. All the Star Wars. Like, I, I lost on me. I I remember I, reading them and thoroughly enjoying them all. I could not tell you. I remember like the one I remember was the one that you like that I specifically remembered are the two that you've already referenced, which is like I do remember the I do the, remember throwing, killing the one the where they're back and forth between Anakin and Vader, and then I remember his like his introduction of being found, which I really enjoyed. Like his yes, that was his like the flashback of how he went through. That's yeah. the one that you mentioned, right? The first one i remember those two i do not remember the other four though i remember thoroughly enjoying them yeah that's the thing i, I can't I tell the Thrawn difference between... the blaster in alliances that's why i liked it there's like a bar fight or something it is like thrawn actually yeah. does some like there's some action with thrawn and you rarely get action with thrawn so yeah yeah I like that stuff what do you Maggie, got Meg? it has to be the um the first book in the first god there's so many the first canon trilogy yes. Has a first book yeah. called yeah. Thrawn. I think just Thrawn, Thrawn. right? Yeah, yeah. Thrawn. straight up yeah. Thrawn. Where he's yeah. like picked up I, so off that, the planet and he's like brought yes. into the Empire. Yeah, yeah. the original yeah. Yeah. Thrawn story. Yeah. With That's Eli Vanto. Oh, yeah. Yes. The Eli Vanto yes. stuff. Oh, right. Eli Vanto. Yes. Yeah. And, you, and that's um, the download. That's the real download that of Thrawn, was, too. Yeah. Yeah. It was my introduction yes. to Thrawn. Right. Um, right, right that was right. the first Thrawn book that I read. And so, like, being able to, like, meet him at that point in his journey and, like, him like not understanding how anything yeah. in the empire works um and just like trying to figure it out i love that i need i have not read it since i read it the first time and It'd i really need to reread one. it um it's really good yeah, it's, it's my really favorite good. no it's it's incredibly good so seven books i guess because it that thrawn yeah no the thrawn trilogy there's and two then canon the trilogies no, no. and this that's trilogy part of the thrawn and well, thrawn is decided. part of the first yeah. <laughs> this is a great so thrawn is the first all right. They're technically yeah. oh, no, Adam's dropped there. There are nine right now. Oh. No, there's nine. There's nine actual and back and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, because there's the six eight new or six new canon, and then there's three because there's 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 oh no, there's 10 eleven. Because there's the oh, three wait, three what? trilogies now and duology. 
Well, that's a well we all named our favorites. No, I think we've done it. The duology doesn't count because it's not thrown. Okay. But outbound flight counts. Uh, outbound flight. And outbound flight. Yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. There's Thrawn. Yeah, there's Thrawn in there, right? So there's 10 Thrawn yeah, books Thrawn in total, or 12 if you count the yes. duology. Yeah. We did it, guys. But it makes it me. Outbound flight was a favorite of mine. I like. I fell into that book and couldn't put it down. That was one of those books I couldn't put down for some reason. And I was like, I don't know why. It was just a deep, it was almost like Star Trek, Star Wars crossover. It was like deep space mission. Yeah, Star Wars. Let's do it. So. But uh, yeah, but it, it makes me so happy that Zahn has gotten to write at least six Thrawn books in the new yeah. EU, which is just yeah. awesome. Yeah. So cool. yes, just to yeah. clarify, it is, it's the Ascendancy trilogy and I'm not, I can't tell the difference between all of them, so I'm not going to try. And, but that doesn't take away from it. I just really love that period of like, that's, it's that's really good Thrawn for me. Yeah. The Grisk and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Grisk. <laughs> it's like right, all naval tactics. Like, all coming back to me. I couldn't tell you what a Grisk is, but he fought the Grisk and it was like story. Like there were many tactics deployed. Yeah. It was I don't think they ever described what they look like. Yeah, they never fully described the grisk. They're so just like, keeping that one in their back pocket. Being yeah. like an enigmatic sort of like force. Yeah. And I do I do love how much we get with the Chiss backstory. Yeah. Right? Arlani, just yeah. what yeah. that culture is uh, like. Admiral Arlani, I think, or I forget. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's awesome. like all his protege, like his Watsons like flourish and um and become admirals themselves. Okay, Meg, we could I could talk to you for another six podcasts, um, but I'm just going to try and draw a line there as we're clearly evolving. <laughs> um, yeah. yards yeah. at some point. You know. And any, we'll give you the final word. Any any last thoughts um, about um, this glorious experience that was the original Tron, Thrawn trilogy, or anything else? I definitely think if you're out there and you have not read it and you've heard things about it and you're like. A lot of people are hesitant to get into Legends if they read canon because they're like, I don't want to get confused. I think there is a ton of value in going back to this original trilogy and seeing where it all started. If for no other reason than that, because this is what this is why Star Wars books exist today. And I think that's just in itself is important. And that's not even counting the fact that the trilogy is just amazing. Um, And I think listen to it if you don't have time to read it i mean listening to it is just as good if not better um yeah thank you mark thompson but mm-hmm. um yeah like it's you're gonna be fine and i think once you like you don't have to if you're gonna get into legends and you haven't yet you don't have to start with a throne trilogy you can start with i guess whatever you want to but i think if you do start with a throne trilogy it is a lot easier in a lot of ways to then go off and decide where you want to go from there because you can keep going in chronological order you can go to other th- pretty much go anywhere from there um, because you kind of have an idea of what the setting is, what the characters are, where things are going in that particular timeline. If you want to think of Legends as an alternate timeline, it's not exactly that, but like you can treat it as that. Um, kind of like showing where the sequel trilogy could have gone. Not that what we got was not good, but it's just a different take different. on yep. Star Wars and where it went. Um, so do it. Um, read it, listen to it, whatever you want to do. Um highly recommend i mean that's why that's we did exactly this right that's yeah. exactly that's why we're doing, we're doing. Yep. um very very well said thank you so much for joining us meg um, yeah, thank it's you, been meg. a blast i hope we get a chance to uh talk to you again sometime soon um 
and uh, we'll be we'll be yeah. looking for you. I now I always check every Dork Side of the Force article to see who the who's the person I read it and if it's you. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll read that. And um, you know, love watching yeah. you on, on Instagram 100%. and um, the podcast. Uh, now this is lit is lit um, as advertised. Yeah, uh, all you yeah. could say. Yeah, Delilah Lewis Dawson interview was amazing. Um, yeah. Oh, so good. They're, they're yeah. all really great. So, and yeah, I learned some things. You you described, you had a tre- 15 minute treatise on what is canon and what is legends. And I was like, I thought I knew that, but after listening to that, I still learned some things um, specifically about, um, you know, novelizations of, of uh, films, um, which was, I was like, oh, it's kind of neither. Okay. Anyways, I digress. Oh, it's, it's it is I'd confusing. love to have you on yeah. for a novel. I, yeah. I read all the novelizations of all the, the Disney era films. Yeah. Is that still I love them? I think they're actually quite captivating and, and yeah. they really fill in some some blank spots. So it's it's nice. Yeah. yeah. That's I still your favorite, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Is that still your favorite book? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh really? So oh, yeah. good. I yeah, because I guess the Anakin oh, yeah. falls a little I... bit better. Oh yeah. Better designed. Yeah, in the book. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. my wedding hashtag is a quote from that book. Um it's in <laughs> it's embedded in my personality. I that I can't stop it. Can we amazing. can we hear the quote? Okay. Ooh, what's the whole quote? Um, oh, or maybe don't. I mean, the 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 end part of it is love can ignite the stars. Um, it's oh, the very oh, end yeah, of the book. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. spoil the ending of the book, but it's a very um, uh, the writing. If you haven't here, I go again pitching Star Wars yeah. books. Um, but the Revenge of the Sith novelization is unlike any other Star Wars book you will ever read. Um, yeah. That is because of the way that it is written, the things that they let him do with this book. Um, it's not your typical yeah. novelization. Some novelizations are more of a straight, like, here are all the scenes, here's what happened. This is not that. Um, yeah. You will feel like you're reading a completely different story, even though it's it starts in the same. Um, please read it. Yeah, I need to tell oh, everyone yeah. That's that. That's the next book I'm reading. Maybe it'll change your life. I don't know. No, it definitely Do will. It. I think it, it was the first Star Wars book I read and like then started me on a very long journey wow. of, of joy yeah. and happiness. Um, because I was like trying to rationalize Revenge of the Sith, and I was just sort of. And one of my friends was like, "Yo, you got to read this book. It tells it like it does the whole inner monologue. They do like internal yeah. stuff with the Emperor yeah. too, right? In the book, yeah. or like yeah. the old scripts and I, stuff. Like I don't know. There's like there's some interesting aspects in there. Are, yeah, it's a yeah. fascinating. I still remember it yeah. too. Yeah, when I was doing my chronological read, I had a whole debate: Do I want to read the novelizations? And I'm like, Well, I complete it, so I will. And it was a bit of a slog at times. And then I got to, and then I got to that. I'm like, Oh, I'm so yeah. glad I made myself read all the novelizations. It's it a was gem. Special. Yeah. It's a gem. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. we did it, y'all. Thanks again, Meg. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be great. So um, this was super fun. Really appreciate you being here. Um, next week we'll do a little catch-all on Ahsoka, um, which I know we did a bunch of uh, today. But we'll get deeper into Rebels, Clone Wars, um, the Ahsoka novelization, um, all that stuff, um, and you know more pontification. But I'm just gonna get psyched up for the live-action series coming in a couple weeks. So. Wait. That'll be dope. Whoop. So uh, join us again next week for another edition of Cantina Chronicles.